everyone, and welcome back to Thrive Alive. I am your host, Nurse Jasmine, and today we are talking with the founders of the Alive Faith Network. Let me introduce them. We have Dr. Elizabeth Lynch. She is a professor and co-director of the AFN. We have Mrs. LaDawn Jenkins. She is the program manager and the co-director of the AFN. And last but not least, we have Pastor Steve Epstein. He is the pastor of Hope Community Church in the Austin area of Chicago and a co-director of the AFN. So I have a little surprise before we get into the uh, questions. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a few rapid fire questions, okay? White Sox versus Cubs. White Sox, Cubs. Socks. <laughs> okay. Deep dish versus thin crust. Thin crust. Thin. Sporting a restaurant, but I'll go with deep. <laughs> um, Chicago mix or butter popcorn? Chicago mix. mix. What else is it? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, Lakeshore Drive by day or Lakeshore Drive by night? By day. Either. Either. Okay, so these were Chicago-based rapid-fire questions, so that was fun just to, yes. you know, lighten up the mood a little bit. <laughs> okay, going right into our first question. We want to know, what is the history of the AFN? So uh, the AFN really grew out of our first uh, set of initiatives that we did with churches, um, and so that was really driven by um, the health disparities that are evident in Chicago. And then um, the idea that a lot of the um, public health programming that's done in order to address those disparities and improve health of, in the African-American community in particular are based on, um, designed by researchers who really don't know very much about the community. Um, and what's actually going on. And so we wanted to um, develop partnerships with leaders in the black community who care about these issues in order to um, you know, work together to design programs to improve health. And so we did that in one study with about five churches and that's where we met LaDawn. And then uh, that was the, those churches were all over the city and suburbs. And then we decided to focus on the west side. And so, um, and I will add that the, those programs uh, started with pastor wellness programs. So the the way it first started was a pastor reached out to us and said that uh, we need help folk taking care of ourselves, caring for the caregiver. And so we developed with those pastors, a pastor wellness program. From there, we ended up um, developing programs for the entire church. And so we shifted to the west side, and that's where we met Pastor Steve. And then he can take it from there. Yeah, that's, uh, that was great uh, perspective, because once it got to the west side, uh, I, was, uh, I was given the opportunity to participate in the pastor wellness portion of things. We then began to work together with the entire congregation. And we found out that when we worked with churches, there were certain dynamics that researchers needed to pay attention to when coming into the community. 
they needed to pay attention to the dynamics of the community and even the dynamics of the church. And we saw ourselves being successful because we followed the direction of the leaders in the church. And, and, and that's where it began. Uh, this thought process began. And uh, it was a conversation with us three after we had finished a round of, of screenings at about five or seven churches. And we said, this is what we should be doing. We should be doing this at a higher level. And so it was then that the AFN was born. Another thing, just to add to that, um, it was also during the time of this immense focus on the West Side around health equity and health disparities and and rush. and rush, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and putting things in place to really focus, like narrowly focus on what are we doing to address health equity? You know, how can we um, expand our work mm -hmm. to address health equity? And so it just kind of started to bloom from there. I really um, appreciate the fact that you all went to different churches and different pastors because the church, the African-American church is a place where a lot of people go when they're in trouble, when they, you know, they trust their past. Some people trust their pastor before they trust their doctor. Mm -hmm. right. So your pastor may know some things about you before your doctor does. And mm -hmm. the Alive Faith Network is bridging that gap and uh, allowing people to have more trust mm -hmm. in the medical system. So, okay. So moving along, I want you guys to detail the tenets of the AFN. So there are three tenets of the AFN. There's clergy wellness, research, and health ministries. Pastor Steve, can you talk to us about clergy wellness? Yeah, that, that, that's such an awesome, that, that's such an awesome process to take a pastor through. Most pastors take on the role of being invincible, or at least that's how they see themselves in some spaces. But when pastors get together and talk about their issues, you really see how much we struggle, both physically and mentally, and how that affects our bodies every day. So when we take pastors through our pastoral wellness opportunities, such as having them talk to therapists or taking on a soul care retreat, we really get to see them take a new mentality uh, as it relates to how they live. It has never failed. Every pastor wellness process that we've taken our pastors through has been a life-changing process for them. And that's what makes the Alive Faith Network important to them because they now have a personal investment in themselves. And they also wanted their congregations to have the same thought about wellness as they do. I think that's amazing because we have to take care of us before we can take care of someone else, right? I think about being a parent. You know, if I'm not in tip-top shape, how can I be there for my son? You know, so when we think about our tenants, that is actually the first thing that you mentioned, mm -hmm. our clergy wellness, right? And that is, that is because we realize that our clergy are pulled on by the city, by the community, mm -hmm. by hospital systems, everybody mm -hmm. pulls on clergy. And we always thought, who pours back into the clergy, mm -hmm. right? How can we serve 
in a way that we can pour back into them, mm -hmm. right? And so that is what we do. You know, we, we, we focus on our clergy first mm -hmm. because we know if they're healthy, if they're feeling strong, then that's how they can lead their congregations better, right? right? They're, they're vulnerable just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so that is one thing we take a lot of pride in is, is pouring back into the lives of the pastors. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's very, very important. Um, so moving on to research, another tenet of the AFN. Dr. Lynch, would you talk to us about that? Sure. So, um, you know, Steve made a great sort of transition by talking about how in the pastor wellness program, pastors really... Um, you know, learn and start to understand how beneficial it is to actually focus on themselves and take care of themselves and, you know, be more healthy. And so then they, as Steve met, said, they want their churches to experience the same thing. And so that's, that's what we've done. We have done um, some other things, a big health screening, some different pilot studies, but the, um, the main things that we try to focus on are programs that really um, help address some of the biggest um, health issues that we've identified through our work in the community. And so, for example, um, we're focusing on blood pressure, we're focusing on physical function, and we, we had a big intervention that focused on diet. So one of the key things that we like to do, that we try to do, is um, build a culture change within the church. So we try to include the entire church in these programmings, the in the programming as much as possible, so that um, you know people get input from each other about you know maintaining healthy behaviors. So because that's something that's really hard in our society, generally speaking. People aren't very healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People don't exercise a lot. They don't eat really very healthy. And so, uh, and a lot of that comes from the people that you spend time with. If, if all your family and friends are eating, you know, not very healthy food and not exercising, it's harder for you to do that. So we're trying to change the, the whole culture. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. Uh, I know when it comes to research, everyone learns. Mm -hmm. that, that That's probably been the most exciting part of, working or, or bringing research to the table is that the, the community learns, they learn about themselves, the church learns, uh, both, both as a congregation and how congregationally you can support each other, but then personal, but then the researchers learn. Mm -hmm. They don't understand community and it's, it's in its context or and some other thing, language is different. Mm -hmm. So you're learning all these things as you go. And if you are, if you're a true learner, you start to begin to talk like the people you're teaching. And so um, mm -hmm. I begin to say words like Dr. Lynch <laughs> that I would have never said on my own. And unfortunately, she starts to talk like me too. <laughs> but but the, the, the great part is is you start to see those learnings as time goes on. That the, this is what's important in a community, and this is what's important in research, and it starts to work together. Mm -hmm. And if I could say one more thing mm -hmm. uh, just about the research. So we do, a so our research is mostly focused on programming, health programming, right? 
But it's important to do the research piece too, because there's a lot of money that goes into, I mean, not as much as there should be, but there's money that goes into building health programming in the community, mm -hmm. but that programming doesn't necessarily work. So in order to make sure that our, uh, our dollars that we have to address health equity are spent in the best way, we need to carefully evaluate our programs so that we understand what works and what doesn't work and we understand how to make them work better. So that's, that's why I think research is critical to do the research of the programming. So we build the programming together and then we, we do the research to assess how it's working. Okay, but it's nothing more exciting than seeing results, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, in the congregation and seeing people's lives change mm -hmm. as a result of participating in the research, whether it's the hypertension or the diet or mobility, you know, to come off of medication mm -hmm. to know that they have the capacity to make a change in their own lives that puts them on the path of, to a better health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think we all get 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 a lot of joy from mm -hmm. seeing, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I love the fact that um, the AFN involves the clergy in the just kind of bridging research and clergy because we all know that in the African-American community, there has been some things that was done in the past on the research side that makes people not trust what researchers do. And I think it's very important that we educate our pastors because they have the most influence at the end of the day. Um, and that's exactly what the AFN does. The AFN says, hey, pastor so-and-so, be a part of this with us so that we can help change the lives of your congregation. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's unique. And I think it's um, a trailblazing thing that you guys are doing here. So I just wanted to put that out there. So last but not least, health ministries. I would like to hear more about that from you, Ladon. All right. So with our health ministries, we, we kind of approach it from a couple of different ways. We um, utilize health ministries to help us better our research. You know, we use them as a sounding board, not use them, but engage. Mm -hmm. um, and these are members from, from our from AFN churches. Okay. Um, we, we engage them around research in terms of what's working. Sometimes we are dealing with the situation. We're not sure how would this work, mm -hmm. you know, in the community. We need to hear the community voice. Mm -hmm. So they serve that capacity in that capacity for us as a voice for the community and, and tell us, oh, that won't work. Or you need to say it this way or you need to think about it that way. Um, so that's like one component of it. Um, another thing that we're doing with our health ministries is trying to bring research, I mean, not research, but resources mm -hmm. to the community. And we're doing that through our health ministries at our AFN churches. And this, is, this will allow our churches to do what they do best, serve the community, right? The, the church is the hub, it's the cornerstone of communities. And people go to the church when they need food, when they need housing, mm -hmm. they need clothes, they find their way to a house of worship. And so if our, if our houses of worship have tools to help direct them and connect them to other services throughout the community, health services, um, housing services, food, you know, it, it's, it lifts up the community. It helps the, the church um, satisfy its mission 
because the church is a missional church. They are out here to serve the community, and it provides resources and education to the community. So we're really proud of the way we're moving with our health ministries, and, and they've just been such a great partner in our research in this with the AFN, you know, to help continue to move the health equity issues forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 that's a great idea. As you were talking, LaDon, I was, I was thinking about the fact that the Alive Faith Network rush is always in the community. Mm -hmm. They're always present. Mm -hmm. We're not always there as the researchers. Sometimes right. we come to visit. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get people from the network that just comes to uh, uh, a pastor's anniversary. Mm -hmm. Once you begin to do that, you start to create the trust that's necessary. Mm -hmm. that, that makes the difference. Uh, during COVID, uh, because Rush was always in the community, you know, we had people who didn't want to take tests. They didn't want to get, they didn't want to get tested. They didn't want to take vaccinations until something happened to their family. Mm -hmm. or to them personally, mm -hmm. because they knew we were in the community. That's the first step in a trust-building relationship, mm -hmm. being there when they need you, mm -hmm. not creating the need, mm -hmm. but responding to the present need at that time. That's what makes this successful, mm -hmm. because the AFN has been willing to uh, meet those needs at that moment. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. So... We talked about the AFN, the different tenets of the AFN. And for those of you, if you don't know, Thrive Alive is under the AFN. Um, so I want to ask you guys, how do you see Thrive Alive fitting into the AFN's overall brand expansion? First of all, I um, just want to make clear that we come up with a lot of the studies and so on. We did not come up with Thrive Alive. So that was you all people that behind the scenes here as well. <laughs> so um, but what I think is so, which I love that, and I think it, what's so cool about Thrive Alive is that, you know, we had been working, like me from the, like, group, coming from the research, you know, world, right? And then um, the churches have really opened their doors to us, mm -hmm. right? And so we've partnered with them and we've learned a lot about them. I think what you all are doing with Thrive Alive is opening the doors of Rush to the community, mm -hmm. right? And so you're showing the commu community people what it's like here, mm -hmm. you know? And that really, I think, is, is um, extremely helpful in building trust as well, right? Like, you know, these are real people. They're right. not, when you guys interview people, it's not just, you know, academic about, you know, science and stuff like right. that. There is some of that. But it's a you, you show the personal side of mm -hmm. people. And, you know, even for me, from the research side, we don't do that a lot. And so I just, you know, it's very heartwarming. It's kind of putting the heart back in, in science, yep. you know. And um, so I think it fits beautifully. And it's part of expanding the, the Alive Faith Network's work beyond churches, right? Mm -hmm. Opening it up to the whole community, which is what we're more and more starting to to do. Yeah. And it, it helps expand the work, mm -hmm. right? The messages that, that you all um, put out or the information, the education, you know, it's, it can go way further than what we can do, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you all are reaching people out the states mm -hmm. because it's just not local community that's hearing the message from Thrive Alive. 
And so, you know, the messages that, the interviews that you do, the information that we hear and we learn about can benefit a lot of people. And sometimes it's just about hearing education, solid educational information around health that people need to hear on a constant basis, mm -hmm. right? And so it's just constantly expanding the work that we're already doing and the importance of health and why we all should take a part in our own health. Right. What I hope, my hope for Thrive Alive is that we can continue to reach um, masses of mm -hmm. people and even go beyond out of state and go out of the country. country. Mm -hmm. And because I think that what the Alive Faith Network is doing is so unique and we see that it's working, we should be able to, you know, we should be able to take this and run with it and create world change. Mm -hmm. So, and I know that takes a lot of, <laughs> a lot of work. We I know can that do takes, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of resources, but this is how we start. We yeah. start in our own community mm -hmm. and word of mouth. People gonna start talking. Did you see that episode? Did you see this and that? And um, I'm just, I'm excited personally for what we all are doing as a team and um, how far we're gonna go with this. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to just put in a plug for, for people who are interested in learning more. They can go to alivefaithnetwork.org, just look through the site. There's, there are already current, uh, uh, current research projects that churches can get involved in. Go and click on and let them know. Let us know you're interested, and we will connect you to a, a, a person that can help you uh, work toward getting involved. And so we're excited about it too. Now this is just in Chicago right now. It's right now. <laughs> well, we will come out of town. It may cost, though. Uh, but we are excited about the work and getting people in our community involved. And so, uh, if you're interested, please let us know. Awesome. Well, guys, that concludes our, I'm going to call it our season finale of the year because we will be back next year with more interviews, um, more uh, guests and exciting information for you all. So thank you all for joining us on Thrive Alive and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.